if you're feeling hungry and you like to uh, eat lunch uh, halfway through the day, uh, <laughs> do give us a call on double one double two double three. Uh, and we'd love to hear your stories. One time I was hungry. Uh, it was actually mid-afternoon. We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors Podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. Welcome to episode 30 of the Business Anchors Podcast, the show where two business owners discuss the weird world of business. And today we're delving deep into the failures and struggles we've learned the most from in our business, hoping it'll make you laugh and maybe even save your business. Double whammy. Uh, I punched the mic during that <laughs> I intro. I noticed that. Other, we- other podcasts <laughs> would re-record that. We're not going <laughs> to. No. You know, we're just authentic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was actually my wedding ring that time on... Uh, yeah. So That's you, one of the biggest struggles, isn't it, in the business? Us both mm, punching the mic when we're doing a yes. podcast. Yes. Uh, it seems only in the last few episodes we have a real habit of punching our mics, <laughs> um, which is terrible for a podcast. Yeah. Um, I'm really... I think this is going to turn out to be a really good chat. Good, hopefully. I do. I genuinely I do. Mean, I mean, I hope so for the listeners. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think there's a few challenges that... I think will be interesting to hear about and also help overcome this. It'll be valuable and interesting. Yeah. I think it's that thing of like talking about rubbish things that have happened to our business and then, oh, and then it was all right because we did this. Yeah. It's like people will face these challenges in the future and hopefully and not know yet. Yeah. And then go, oh, yeah, well, I heard this is, and this is the good thing yeah. to do. And then they'll go, oh my God, Dan mm. Lloyd is so good. Mm. And we'll all feel great. Yeah. So um, tell me about what one of your biggest struggles or challenges or how, how you do you want to shape it because do you know like we, we don't do you know, know what, what we're going to say do we one thing each other? Uh, I'll, I'll keep it fairly generic okay um, not involved with anyone that's involved with the business now okay but something I really struggle with in our business is um, when we've trusted someone mm. and they've gone against our trust as in you've struggled to deal with that in your mind Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so initially, um, when we worked with someone who we trusted, and then uh, stuff happened and realised we couldn't trust them, and I really want to know um, what that is now. (laughs) I, it's something that made it hard for me over the next to trust other people. Few months, yeah. Because then I thought, like, oh, I, I just, I genuinely trust everyone. At at the start, Mm. I trust everyone, unless I'm given a reason not to trust someone that I meet. So it made me kind of question myself for quite a long time after and, and getting quite a negative space of, oh, wow, if someone's not being honest with me, yeah, then how, it, then, how do then I know anyone else yeah, yeah. who you can trust How do I again? know other people aren't? Um, mm. And, and I, it made me feel... That's interesting because I, I think I'd go, I'd go the opposite way and I'd put that person into a, into a separate box and go, okay, well, they're not trustworthy, mm. but that doesn't mean someone else isn't mm. going to be trustworthy. I also, it, it just, it was, it, it ate me up inside. Uh, ooh. <laughs> um, yeah. Kind of with that, with that person. And I think what I've, I suppose what we said about is learning from these yeah, things and how, because this is in business, it's like a lot of industries as well. It's like dog eat dog with, mm. um, competitors and and people within your own you know if you're an employee listening it's like your colleagues or whatever trying to get one up on you and going to your boss behind your back going yeah they mucked that up a bit but uh, i don't think that's like that's quite a generalization 
Are you saying in some situations? Yeah, I'm saying it's, oh, okay. it's, it's something that happens in, right, in yeah, the world yeah, yeah. of business sometimes. Yeah. Obviously, you'd hope only in businesses that have a very bad culture and stuff, but yeah. that, that it can happens. Ha- yeah. In there's some industries, it's, you know, in like um, finance and law and journalism, I think there are industries yeah. where it's very, mm. you're basically trying to climb the ladder, so pull everyone chuck off, everyone yeah, yeah, chuck everyone off the ladder, so they can fall to their death. Mm. But um, yeah, what I l- have learned and what I, I learned from that situation is even looking uh, at that exact situation, putting myself in the other person's shoes that um, that kind of I felt went against the trust I had in that yeah, person. We're trying to be empathetic and, to yeah, where they were. Using empathy. And it's actually like when you put yourself in that person's shoes and you ge- genuinely do, you get to a point where you're like, I am them. My life is their life. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the things. You don't know that, the other things. I don't know all the on. other stuff going on. Nearly all the time. Because yeah. people very rarely do things just to be a nasty person. It's like that thing of if you're in traffic and someone's like hooting and like, and, um, yeah, we mentioned this previously, um, didn't we, with um, road rage. Road rage, that's it. You don't know if like they've had a bereavement or something yeah. terrible's happened to them. If so you, you genuinely forget your emotions that are linked with it and think like, oh, actually, something might be to say... Um, I'll use an example that isn't this example because I can't talk about it. Mm. So this is completely different. Mm. But say like we wanted to work with a partner uh, that's another agency and we had this good faith between us and stuff. And then they so went behind gone behind back our back to, to like take one of our clients right, or whatever. Yeah. I think if you if you look into that, I think most of the time you're kind of, if you get into it, it might be like, actually their their business, we realize is failing. They have to sackle they're, their they're, They don't, they don't want to act like that, but they're in such a mm. desperate position that they're they're making bad decisions. Still doesn't make like it right, that. though. No, no, it doesn't make it right. Like- but it makes you be able to kind of feel like, oh, they're they're in that situation. That's why they've done it. They're not doing it just because they hate being me an and they're being they're they're trying to be a complete asshole to me. Mm. It's like they're in this tough situation. They've mm. made a bad choice, but you can see what could have led them there, and it then yeah, makes you feel really more good- at peace with. Okay, it's not just. It's not like the world's against me and I should mm. never trust other people. I guess how do you remember... Is it, I guess isn't like a lesson learned something people can action. How do you remember to do, do that? Just just try and think about this next time something annoys you or upsets you. Try and think, yeah, I think oh, how if, are they feeling? If ever you feel like trust is broken between you and someone else in business or, well, well I suppose in life in general. Mm. Um, Put yourself in their shoes. Yeah, do your best to like literally go so far as to imagine you are them in such detail and what they may be going through. Can I share one example mm-hmm. of a recent podcast I listened to where this was a really extreme example of that? Okay, yeah. The Diary of a CEO, Steve Bart, this podcast I always talk about, he interviewed recently a guy on there who tells the story of um, he thought he was in a happy relationship with his mm-hmm. wife and he's got kids and stuff and he got home one day and his wife just told him that um, he's she like she's had an affair and stuff mm. and he talks through just punch the mic again for God. he talks through um which i found so impressive mm. how he actually forgave her and his his mental process of understanding and it just it, when you listen to that the steps he went mm. through it's amazing to realize how someone can be that sort of strong to take a step back of a really emotional situation mm. and then actually go through a process to overcome that kind of mm. trauma i think it's a big thing in in relationships um you know even relationships like that like your partners or whatever mm. 
even if there's small things that goes on in your relationship and you kind of you have a discussion where like one or both sides aren't happy about something if you if you are able to take a step back yeah and take the emotion you're feeling out of it and put yourself in a completely neutral situation as well as theirs if you're honest with you well when i do this if i'm honest with myself a lot of the time i come to a point where i'm like Mm, I understand why Jim, my wife, paradox. yeah, why my wife might not be happy with that. Because actually, looking back, I've done these things mm. that I haven't really thought about, but that would make me feel. What is your chimp, like Lloyd? Hmm? What is your chimp? What is my chimp? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I know the chimp paradox, the book. Yeah, I can't, I can't. But what do you mean by what is my chimp? Oh, wait, do you not remember that you read? You read it and told I read me it about a long it. time ago. Oh, I can't remember. the book where it says that different parts of your brain oh, you've got a chimp part as your emotive part as in you part. wanted me to explain that yeah yeah i just thought oh, it was interesting okay yeah i mean we've discussed this on the oh, podcast okay. previously as well but the chimp paradox so the chimp is your emotional reaction usually comes first so my wife says really not happy that you keep uh putting Throwing this on the floor and i'm tripping over it this is a real and my, issue isn't it my chimp <laughs> my chimp's like well i'm not happy that you're doing this rubbish thing and that's just my emotional thing of like, yeah. oh, I tr- well, I think it's something that you're not doing. Yeah. Um, when you step Whereas back. Whereas a logical thing a is. A logical thing. Oh, of, yeah, that's probably quite yeah, annoying. That would constantly. be rubbish for her when she trips over that yeah. all the time. You, because you always tend to put your clothes in the corner of the room and she hates it, doesn't she? That is just, this is just an example. <laughs> it's all, uh, um, yeah. but yeah, sorry, I thought that was yeah. interesting. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so okay, that's cool. trust and how I think that was an issue in our, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Dan? What? I think one of the one of the biggest challenges for me has been being consumed by social media and screen time. Mm-hmm. I think even to this day, I think it's still a challenge. The first thing I do when I wake up is reply to comments on our social accounts. The mm-hmm. last thing I do before I go to bed is do the same. Mm-hmm. And throughout the day, I constantly do it. Um, but that's not any, it's not any weird pressure I put on myself. I think I've just con- conditioned myself to do it. And I think I need to be more proactive in making myself not do that as much. Hmm. But it's it's that it's that weird thing that it it's uh, what's the thing the serotonin stuff that it releases when you dopamine. get dopamine when you it's like a vicious circle of oh, I just punched the mic. Again. <laughs> it's a vicious circle of um, you know engaging online and people saying nice things and it encourages you to do it more. Hmm. So I think one of the biggest challenges I face is yeah is that is spending too much time on my phone and a big part of that is because that's part of our whole job sort of social media and things so yeah I think how, how I am trying to overcome it is by becoming aware that it's a, an issue mm. by looking at my screen time mm. and being worried by it and then so do you think that the reason this is a big issue for us and our kind of business because it how it affects you if you know what I mean, like affects you as a person. No, I think it's not me as a person. I think it's how it potentially affects my family because I'm on my phone. I'm completely happy doing it. Oh, so so, sorry. So I was coming to this like thinking uh, struggles in business and how we've overcome them. But you're actually thinking as a business owner that this is is something painful that uh, relates to actually your family life that you wouldn't want to fall into. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Mm. But that's one of the things I'm aware of, and yeah, nice. Give me another challenge, Lloyd. Uh, I think. Uh, uh, let me do a like a. I was going to say a boring one. Uh, that's not a good way <laughs> to Lloyd, start. You really no, haven't no, got no. this whole podcasting I mean, marketing <laughs> thing, have you? I mean, like a. 
an operational type thing in business that's like not like oh emotions involved and stuff but it's like go on something so basically this is where everyone switches off yeah Yeah. uh fast forward five minutes (laughs) basically dealing with people not paying your business so uh if this hasn't happened to you yet it will if you continue in business um you can as good as your business is and a lovely people you work with at some point someone will just disappear and try not to pay you um you're right you're smiling at me no because i thought you were going to tell the story of <laughs> where we we thought we were doing really well and then we looked in the bank oh <laughs> yeah that that was part of it like me and dan just used to look our main kind of thing we looked at was profit um which was based on what we'd invoiced yeah not money in the bank what we invoiced <laughs> and our costs so it, i mean it makes sense it's like oh we've this money we've invoiced that's going to yeah. come to us. Had some great and this money we spent. So oh, we made this profit. So yeah, we got to a point where we're like, profits grow, but we did so well. Oh, there's no money in the bank. <laughs> um, and yeah, an issue that that was an issue with mm. kind of procedures, financial stuff mm. um, to actually chase people up to pay us. Yeah. But I mean, we so so why it's been a struggle. There's been a couple of things uh, in the past where people haven't paid for various reasons um and we've done our job and it's kind of like well this is this is rubbish and Mm. i think that's another thing i said emotions don't come into it but when you run a business or when you've worked hard on something even you know if you're the employee in the business Mm. um and then for whatever reason that work isn't paid for yeah it kind of makes you feel like angry like upset you're, you're like it's kind of like worthless like well well i've put all this work into something and someone doesn't value it yeah. enough to um and so it can be quite a negative thing hanging over you mm. and certainly as a business owner and kind of my position if someone's not paying or not paid it's something every day you know it's kind of like that thing on the list of like oh yeah and i still need to work out what to do with that because mm. they haven't paid um but the things that this is the the boring things to learn from it yeah yeah go on um it's basically um be even if you're uh what's the the cool word these days solopreneur right basically uh you work (laughs) on your own yeah um don't think oh i'm just a small business i don't need written agreements or Mm. contracts and things like that like we in reality we don't call ours contracts because I don't know if they would hold up in a court of law, Mm. but we always have written agreements where basically we uh, say what we're going to do for the client and we also lay out expectations for them. them. Mm -hmm. What do we need them to do to successfully do our job? Mm. Um, Because we don't have control of that, so we need to make sure that they they agree to that. Um, And then we we ask them to sign it before we start working with them. And that, that has prevented so many issues because... If you if you set out their things they need to do as well, mm. um, if they're like we're not paying because we you haven't done this, um, it's kind of you can you then can say the well, in, a, in our agreement you know these four these things emails, these you said calls. you'd do you haven't done those which hasn't allowed us to do what we've agreed to do mm. for you, um, you're in a very good position and that has helped us get paid mm. by someone who didn't want to pay us in the past yeah. Um, and what was the other thing about that payment processing and stuff that's something uh, that i know you yes yeah yeah just the processes of chasing up payments I mean, what did we used to do we used to like not much do <laughs> do work and then at the end of the month 
so we, invoice if we, for 30 if days we finished a project on the January 2nd, we do all our invoicing on the 30th of January. So we complete a big project January 2nd, wait till the 30th, then invoice it with 30 a 30 day, day payment period. So if they paid on time, sometimes we'd 60. get paid three or four months after we'd started mm. a project, mm. um, which just doesn't make sense for a business mm. and cash and stuff. So just having things in place like, oh no, we, we will invoice as soon as the project's completed. Mm -hmm. Mm. And we're going to ask for payment in 15 days. Mm. We're going to chase it up on the 15th day to make sure they haven't forgotten it. What's that tip you spoke about before where you, you kind of share the data of if someone isn't paying, you say, you know, 95% of oh, our clients yeah. pay yeah. on time and you're in the 5% that doesn't. So please, can you pay on time? Yeah, it's just, it's a bit of a tactic really, but um, something that does normally get things paid is mm. if you genuinely look at who pays on time. Yeah. So if it is 90% of your clients pay on time and they're in the there's one that doesn't group like kind of pointing that out quite mm. often makes people feel like oh god I'm, I'm one of the rubbish ones I didn't realise yeah so just having a note at the end of your invoice standard invoice mm. or if you're chasing something oh 90% of our payments our clients pay on time so please do what you can yeah. to, to yeah. pay on time mm. um, but I think with this finance stuff in business what I've learned is that these boring like procedures and uh, these operational financy things that help you be in a good place mm. actually allow you to enjoy running a business so much more or enjoy growing yeah. a business because less stress if you don't it? have those things in place yes it's so yes it will take you some time to set up these things but once they're set up and working it mm. means you can do the good stuff yeah you don't have to be chasing yeah. stuff and and dealing with grievances of people mm. that oh it wasn't clear what i was paying for mm. i don't you know mm. and I think people don't see it like that. They just think, oh, that's a boring thing. Do I really want to spend my time doing that? That is so worthwhile. But that, it allows you to enjoy mm. the good stuff, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Cool. Yeah. You got anything Anything else? Um, one other thing for me, mm. I think just analyzing myself is, I, I have, I've had a challenge in the past with tunnel vision. Mm. With when I have a certain task and this was a real thing in the early days when the, we were building the website because there was so much it was a real time suck and took loads mm. of time up when i've got something i need to focus on if it's not complete i really struggle to focus on anything else mm -hmm. so i'm like something else more important could come up but because i haven't completed this one thing yeah. i feel really rubbish and i can't focus on the other mm. activities so i think that's something i've but again in terms of learning from that i think being self-aware of these types of challenges mm. and then think and then knowing that you know you've had to constantly reinforce this to me because mm. i've spent days doing something that's uh, not a good mm. use of my time and you've told me and it's having that reinforcement of yeah yeah that's a really random challenge but i think I've that self-awareness going back to the previous episode gary v we didn't talk about self-awareness mm. Um, that's a great one by the way self-awareness mm. but I think being aware trying to look at yourself and things that may be weaknesses not just because I think it's quite easy for us as people to realize we have a weakness but ignore it because it's not nice to think about mm. so if something like that's happening and you're thinking this probably isn't the best thing for me to be doing yeah don't just go well I'll just forget <laughs> about it and keep doing it yeah um being aware looking at what you're doing analyzing it yeah. and making changes yeah yeah really you got any more challenges yes go on i then. certainly have um so dealing with uh troughs <laughs> oh okay um, so as in 
business income over time. Mm. You've got peaks and troughs. Mm. So no one just has a steady line, a straight line going, this is how much money's mm. coming in the business. And if they tell you that, there's, they're lying. Yeah, there's ups and downs, ups and downs. So the challenge of running a business when you have ups and downs is other than the emotional roller coaster of mm. what's going on. So you have either your own time or lots of employees' time and your team. And if you go in, you have these peaks of, oh my God, we've got so much work going on and so much money flowing into the business, yeah. so much profit. This is great. It's party. We're all busy. Let's do all this stuff. We need extra help. And then you go into a period, uh, which we, we've had fairly recently, actually a bit of a trough in mm. our wiggly line. Mm. And then you, you've got sort of, you haven't got all that work. You haven't got all that money flowing in freely mm. to the business. Mm. You've got to be a bit more careful. Um, and I think as a business owner, that's really challenging, um, you know, tra to manage your stress levels of, well, hang on, it was, we had three times the income last month and now we've got this. Mm. Is something going wrong? Is this all failing? What yeah. do I need to do? Oh my God, yeah. what do, should I be doing yeah. more? Should I be... Um, Changing what we're doing completely. Yeah. And I know I know because you're um kind of head of sales and marketing in our business, Dan, I know you you uh have struggled with this feeling a lot of mm. you're thinking, Oh well I'm not getting the sales I need to, so I've I'm not feeling good about this. Mm. Which I suppose is something you have to have to strive so then, to do uh, more. Yeah. But you don't want to get to a point where you're stressed about it and stuff. And no, I don't think I've being honest, I don't think I've I've rarely felt stressed and really rubbish. Mm. I think what I have felt is more pressure sometimes mm. when there's less of a, the pipeline's less full compared, you know, because we, we, like mm. we mentioned, we've got these lead end indicators to know how many unconverted deals do we need in our pipeline to be hitting up our forecasted sales yeah. targets. And if I'm not hitting those numbers, which I haven't in the past, yeah. then it's more pressure on me like, wow, I need to be putting more time in mm. and I do, and then we overcome it. But it's the, that kind of stop gap of, mm all you know not looking good at the moment but do, do you know why i don't i think it's not stressful for us and rubbish because of, of uh, things we do yeah go on and things we've developed over time so um i have a something i feel strongly about in business which is your income isn't your income so again i think mainly with smaller businesses but a lot of businesses have a bank account and they get paid money in a month and it's like that's their current wow, account. Made loads of money this month, and like that's your your money to spend. Yeah. Oh, I'll get I'll get yeah. a new. Uh, so if fridge. you have if you have peaks and troughs in the peaks, if you if you're like that in business, um, you know you take a lot. Uh, you've got that money out of the business, and you're like, oh, do you know what? Mm. You just go back home. You're all happy with yourself. Say to your wife, yeah, I think we should book a holiday. Mm. And actually, I think we can afford that car that we wanted to get. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is great. But when you get to a trough and you, you haven't got and you've got you know you've made a loss or you've made a very small profit and you've you got spend, no money mm. you're then in a really, a really good point really stressed situation so i've all i always try and think that your income isn't your income yeah. so separate the money coming into the business to the money you, you have as your a business salary. owner personally at all it's a completely I different thing the interesting thing is i when we convert a, a significant deal in the business mm. i for the last few years i've never thought oh, that's more money in our pocket at all. Mm. Like, I just don't, you don't think yeah. like that. I, that's not impacting our salary, really, is it? We haven't got stressed in our most recent trough is because we, when we had peaks, we're building up the money within the business to make up for those troughs. And I think it sounds so simple when you say it and it's, 
like it's allowed me to be stress-free when we've been quieter which is way more valuable than having yeah a, a lot new of car. business owners have these stresses of oh at the end of the month how am i going to pay our staff yeah you know all the, like genuinely month to month that's you know every other month might be the yeah. thing i don't know if i'm gonna have enough money in the bank maybe i have to put some more money from my personal account into the business yeah. to to pay this guy's that's wages because they've taken out and in i the think peaks a lot of businesses were like that and that's such a a horrible place to be and i would hate to to do that so i just think it sounds simple but not many people do it especially the smaller businesses and it's you've got to separate the business mm. income to what you think about as your i think people undervalue not being stressed yeah and and the comparison of having new nice things mm. to not being stressed and mm. i've had this in the past where i've thought about getting flashy cars mm. you know partly on finance and things mm. and thought oh yeah that'd be really cool because i could afford that pain each month but then i thought mm. but then i wouldn't be in as comfortable position to not and that that not having that stress is amazing priceless it's priceless <laughs> it's literally priceless isn't it yeah. not coming to work well we obviously have stresses yeah but that's an additional stress you don't want mm. and i'd pay a lot of money not to have that stress yeah and we do because we don't take it out of the bank yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i know we talked about that for a while but i think that's such a key especially businesses sort of one to ten people that the owner does kind of have control of oh yeah i'm gonna take this out mm. oh, i'm gonna rather than, i know in big corporate if you're like got a big corporation it's going to be much more mm. structured of how you uh, earn money out of the business but i just know so many people that work on their own that don't separate it and then have these stresses and struggles yeah. for years and years that i've known them and i think it could you could take all that stress away because i don't think yeah <laughs> looking at it you, I'm, you haven't been really stressed no about this no because i know because we've done what we need to to set ourselves up for what the quieter times yeah and you know in the future maybe we will have stresses mm. maybe we will struggle more but mm. i feel comfortable now six years in that when we've gone through a couple of quieter times especially you know with the pandemic we've mm. it's been more unpredictable yeah we've had bigger peaks and bigger troughs than we've ever had before yeah. basically yeah um it's just great yeah. that we've we've done that i feel proud of us dan yeah i thought yeah. that was interesting I feel proud of us, Dan. Good. So, uh, yeah, I think we've done a good job there. Pat on the back. Pat on your back, pat on your head. Well done. <laughs> Lots of pats. Cool. Um, I'm happy to wrap it up. Yeah, there, Dan. I'm happy I think to wrap we've, it up. we've saved everyone's businesses. Mm. Uh, I want some lunch and I want to go for a times. walk. So. I'm really hungry. <laughs> um, so, if you're hungry, listen to the podcast, uh, let us know. <laughs> Oh, I nearly went radio DJ then. We haven't had radio <laughs> oh, DJ for a radio long DJ time. in a while. <laughs> we have for a while. So if, if you're feeling hungry and you like to uh, eat lunch uh, halfway through the day, uh, <laughs> do give us a call on double one double two double three. Uh, and we'd love to hear your stories. One time I was hungry. Uh, it was actually mid-afternoon. And I thought, this doesn't fit nicely into a meal time. So I had an afternoon snack. Uh, if you like afternoon snacks, do let us know on the text. Double eight double one double nine. Thanks. Uh, Goodbye from me, and it's goodbye from <laughs> Dan. Thank you.